Lord God, we thank you that you are not just the God who created the world, but the God who speaks to us. And we can know you. Not just by looking out at the majestic things that you've created and concluding that you are good and powerful and beautiful, but we can also know you because you have spoken your word. You've revealed to us what you're like and what you're doing. And so God, as we now take a step back and look at the whole of the story, would you encourage us today? Would you encourage and nourish our faith as we hear your words to us? God, I pray for the person in the room who maybe has read all of these passages before and is thinking, oh, I'm not going to learn anything new today. Would you fill them with a sense of awe and wonder? God, I pray for the person who's here and maybe never really read the Bible before and maybe has an understanding of you or doesn't even know if they believe in you and an understanding that's not shaped by who you said you are. God, would you awaken faith in that person as well? God, would you encourage those of us who need encouragement? Would you convict of sin those of us who are walking blindly into a trap? And God, would you stir our hearts to worship the one that we were created for? Holy Spirit, would you come, invade this place, in the name of Jesus, amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without form and was void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were unashamed. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree that is in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit, and she ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. 
claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. For the creation was subjected to futility. Not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Now the Lord God said to Abram, go from your country and your kindreds and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all of the families of the earth will be blessed. And he brought him outside, and he said, look toward the heavens and number the stars if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And Abraham became the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Esau and Israel. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him from all of the afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, 75 persons in all. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. Until there arose over Egypt another king that did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. Then the Lord brought Israel up from the land of Egypt and redeemed them from the house of slavery. But they did not keep God's covenant and refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them when he killed them. They sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. They even sacrificed their sons and daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood the blood of their sons 
and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. He gave them into the hands of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. Yet being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up his wrath. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods, bowing down to them. Then all of the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the other nations. The Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. The people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, that we may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out and fight our battles. And the Lord said to me, In the days of Josiah the king, have you seen what faithless Israel did? She went up on every high hill and under every green tree, and she was a harlot there. I thought, after she has done all of these things, she will return to me. She did not return. Because of the lightness of her harlotry, she polluted the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. For a spirit of harlotry has led them astray, and they have played the harlot, departing from their God. Their deeds will not allow them to return to their God, for a spirit of harlotry is within them. They do not know the Lord. What then? Are we any better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Gentiles are under sin. As it is written, no one is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel in those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, 
and I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean from all of your uncleannesses. From all of your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove your heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey all my rules. For I am the Lord, the Lord a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Now the law came to increase the trespass but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace might also reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call his name Emmanuel. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Long ago, God spoke many times and many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God's promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. 
the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by his mighty power of his command. When he cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through Him, and without, without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. As for his generation, who considered that he was cut off, cut out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence. There was no deceit in his mouth. Yet, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has, the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which doesn't satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in rich food. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Whoever has the Son has life, but whoever does not have the Son does not have life. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. You see, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. For the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Go therefore and make disciples of all of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. And behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you, Christ, to take the scroll and open the seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. But do not love the world or, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do not be surprised, brothers, when the world hates you. Jesus said, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures till the end will be saved. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Blessed are you are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to, eternal, to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also boast in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us. It does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Therefore, Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ.
But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master sets over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master will find doing so when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over the many possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour, he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then I saw the heavens open, and behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it, is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the devil, who has deceived them, was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Then the apostle John saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. 
And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. pray with me. God, we can't add to those words. They're sufficient to save and to draw us into who you are and what you have done. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would take these words and awaken faith in all of us as we stand in awe at what you have done and what you continue to do. God, we acknowledge today that there is not one person who's here by accident. There's not one person who's watching this stream online by accident. You chose that they would be here and hear your words, not mine. And so, God, in light of your great, grand story, would you help us to live ours? Would you help us to see that the story isn't about us, it's about you, but we have very real roles to play in the middle of it. And just as the Apostle John, after seeing these glorious things that would happen in the future, said, amen, come, Lord Jesus, so we all declare, Jesus, come. Deliver us, save us, return, make all things new. But until that day, God, would you keep us by your spirit? Would you encourage us? Would you make us proclaimers of this good news, faithful ministers of reconciliation in this world? In Jesus' name.